How we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland Smith, about to be joined by the one and only Grant Balfour for another episode. Before we get kicked off, we're about to start in just a second. Go click subscribe. Go give it a follow. We've got the uh, we've got all the the Instagram. We've got Twitter, all the socials up and running. Even TikTok. Can you believe it? A couple of old codgers like Grant and myself getting on the TikTok. Go to at the Top Step Podcast on Insta, TikTok, on Twitter as well. Uh, make sure you give it a follow. Make sure you interact. Ask us some questions. Throw some comments our way. Leave a review too if you can. Listen to this on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. I'd love it. Apparently, if you get um, the reviews cranking, it's a good thing. So if you can leave us a review after you click the subscribe button, tell your friends. You know the deal. I'm going to get right into it. We have a great episode this week. A lot of laughs, a lot of good stuff. So enjoy this episode as Grant Balfour joins me right here on the Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. As he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six... Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches have cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up and he talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, yes, killing them. Grant, we are back, mate. How are we doing? Good, mate. How are you? Good to hear from you. Good to see you. Good to see you too, champion. Listen, man, episode two, you gave us a little tease about R.A. Dickey and an epic story. I have been asked quite a few times, when is that coming out? Episode three just came out. We didn't talk about it. First of all, let's give R.A. Dickey a little bit of an intro here, even though he's not with us. NL Cy Young Award winner, was a knuckleballer, trying to play catch with him was an absolute disaster. And he's, he's just, he was a good bloke, dude. Good teammate. We're going to talk about Top teammates bloke. in a second. Top bloke. Let's hear this story. Dive into it, man. Let, let, let's hear it. Yeah, so I was um, I was actually with Milwaukee Brewers basically on a comeback from uh, some injuries that I'd had. And uh, I had signed, you know, with them, spring training. Plan was there that, uh, you know, they're going to send me to double A, triple A after everything. That went on in spring training. Um, and then eventually, you know, hopefully get back to the big leagues. So my road was go to double A, went there and and pitched pretty good. Uh, got up to triple A. And once I got to triple A, there he was, R.A. Dickey. He's a teammate. Yeah, he, he was a great bloke. And uh, just from there on, we clicked. Uh, we're out down there in Nashville at the time. Yeah, he was starting. I was actually starting games. I was relieving games. I was kind of all over the place a little bit. I, I was giving him these anyway. I know I just know he came to me, he had this mop of a hairdo. And I was like, dude, you know, he's like, dude, you, you always keep your stuff pretty clean, you know, your hair pretty clean or whatever. And I was like, Yeah, 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 I can cut it for you. So I started cutting his hair, I started cutting teammates' hair, and I'd cut his hair before every start and whatever. And he he started calling it like the Brisbane fade. I remember he started calling it <laughs> the Queenslander, the Brisbane fade. I don't know, he just came up with stuff. I mean, he's an intelligent bloke, you know what I mean? But um, he's, he, he uh, used he's to come up. 
he used to come up with stuff like that. That that sounds just like him, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely a character. After looking him up and realizing that um, he went to school for English literature and stuff, you know, so the bloke, <laughs> you know, he knows he knows his stuff. He knows his way around a book, mate. But <laughs> um, so you know, just leading on through that. Uh, you know, obviously we became teammates and whatnot, and we'd be, you know, traveling around the country playing triple-A ball. And uh, we ended up in uh, Omaha one year playing over there. Anyway, we're staying at this hotel, and it's right on the river, right on the river. And this river is, I mean, disgusting. You know I mean? You, you, wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't even put your big toe in it, mate. You'd be afraid to, you know, you'd get something. Anyway, he's gone down there. We just walked down the back of the hotel, and he's looking at it, and he's like, I'll swim that. I'll cross it. I'll swim it. And everyone's like, yeah, right, eh? We'll, we'll all throw in money and, you know, go do it. You know, you're, you're saying you'll do it. Go do it. So he goes, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I got to go do a bit of research. <laughs> so like I said, he's a pretty intelligent bloke. He goes upstairs and he, you know, does this research on his iPad and whatever. And the next morning he comes down. We've got a thousand bucks in the pot. So everyone's throwing in. There's a thousand bucks. Up for grabs if he does hey, it. I need to interrupt you. It is in, it was in Iowa. It was in Des Moines, Iowa. Sorry, in Iowa. Okay. I know the one you I know the one you're talking about because the hotel's sitting here and there's that dirty yeah. river behind there. And it looks yeah. when you look at it, and just to give you some perspective, you look at it, you're like, I could cross that thing. I just a good yeah. freestyle, like a good good torpedo across that thing, and I should be good. But yeah. that thing is fast, man, because I never forget. I'd never been there. You, I remember you told me this story. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's a river. Who cares? And you get yeah. there and you actually watch that thing. You throw a stick in there. Boom, that thing's gone. Yeah, it goes. It moves fast. It's got undertow and it's got it's got <laughs> current like no tomorrow, you know? So you're thinking, all right, if you jump in up here, you got to give yourself a couple hundred feet. We're going to drift. You can't just, you're not just going to go straight across it. You're just not. I don't care who you are. Anyway, um, so he's got this plan, the whole nine. He comes down in flip-flops, taped to his feet. <laughs> it was hilarious. So he's got his thongs on, taped to his feet. He's got these shorts on and like a um, like a tank top, you know? And then he's oh. got earplugs in. And somehow he's got some earplugs to stop some infection. And I don't know how he did it, if he taped them around his head or what he did. But it was a sight to see. It was hilarious. We're all I would have paid a thousand bucks just for dressing up like that. Anyway, he walks down into the into the yeah, everyone's down there, kind of thing. Bit of a crowd of us. And he there he goes, he jumps in, he takes off, and he's doing the freestyle. And he's he's off. And we're like, God, he's gonna do it. And I look at him go. He's a third of the way across the river. And then he starts getting out towards the middle a little bit. And you just see. Uh. You just see him like start to struggle. You can just see it. You know what I mean? He's like not really moving. He's not really going across anymore. He's drifting down, downstream. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. I like, I've been around water enough, you know, and I'm like, he looks like he's, he just doesn't look like he's comfortable, you know, he might be in trouble. Anyway, so I'm start running down the side of the river. But then as you get to where we are on the land, there's a fence barbed wire fence that like you got to jump over to get to like the next property because the hotel kind of fenced off right next to the river so i've had to take so from shirt. where he started where he started how many how many feet down the river was he oh he'd, he'd already gone like probably i'd say he was gone about 100 feet in like a right. flash and i was like oh man his idea yeah. of where he was going to get off it on that bank over there but like, that's already out of, out of the question like that's not going to happen 
So I could just see him drifting down the river and, and God knows what. So I've started running <laughs> and I've gone, and I'll get to this fence and it's barbed wire. I'd take my shirt off, climb over the barbed wire fence, keep running down the river. I'm like, all right, hey, you know, he's like, he's like, he's got his head up. He's trying to struggle, you know, and he's trying to get back over. He's realized at this point, he's not going to make it across from my, from my memory. And, um, he started coming back over across the river. So I've, I've jumped that fence and I've gone down and I've got in, you know, to the river to a point where I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm able to stand up and whatnot yeah. and I'm able to reach out and, and grab him and, and stop him from going down the river and uh, yeah, pull him out of the river there. And uh, oh mate, it was, it was funny. It was funny knowing now, but he, he said he was, he was, Struggling. he was actually, yeah, he said he was scared. And then I guess in his book, he's, Said he he feared for his life and all that, and he's the know. fact that the fact that this is in his book, you know, it's a big deal. With teammates, yeah. when you pulled him out, with teammates like unsure of how much he was struggling, were they all laughing, or were they like, "Man, this dude nearly died"? I, at the time, I think we were just laughing, and because we, you know, obviously he came back, and it was it was a, a bit of a comical thing. It was funny, you know. It was, but um, after knowing what he actually was feeling and in being in his shoe, obviously his shoes, yeah. his flip-flops in the water. <laughs> um, he was his obviously, he was a lot, yeah, he, was, he was panicking, mate. He was uh, shitting, his, shitting his pants, mate, I suppose. Why, why, when you got halfway across, when you were swimming, was it just like he was just exhausted? Or was it because yeah. he looked up and said, oh, where am I? Like, did he, did he pop his head up to say, man, where am I? Like, I'm no, and he was yeah. kind of in shock or was he just flat out exhausted? I think he was getting tired because I think there's undertow that's starting to pull him down too. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Okay. So that stuff starts to pull you down. Then you try and go across and you're just drifting. So you're getting pulled down and you're drifting down the river. And I mean, God knows where he could have ended up. And, uh, you know, were, co- were coaches involved here? No, nah, no. Nah, that was just, <laughs> just the players. Just the players, mate. Just the players. But we, we had a good laugh. And then, you know, like obviously, you know, if, if people don't know the story about RA, he went on to get to the big leagues there yep. for a little bit, um, ended up resurrecting his whole career from, from, from that point on, I would say. And it was amazing. Obviously he went on and won the, the national league Cy Young with the Mets there in 2012. And yeah, you know, he's obviously huge up there. So, so that was okay. Because I met him the next year, 2008. So, cause that was oh, 2007. Yes, but he got Major League Rule 5 to the Mariners. It was, it was strange because yeah. he, in 2007, he tore it up in AAA. I mean, he was good, but the thing was, like, he was, he was a conventional pitcher. It's a crazy story. You've got to read his book, man. I, I've, I haven't read yeah. it. Um, but yeah. it's a crazy – his story is amazing. Like, the fact he was a yeah. first-rounder, then he lost all this money and, and everything else. Won't dive into that, but it's an amazing story. He came to the Mariners. I remember – I remember him saying, hey, man, are you good friends with Grant Balfour? I said, yeah, he's one of my best friends. I said, matter of fact, yeah. last year in 2007, we lived with it because you and I lived with each other in spring training. You were the Brewers. Yeah, that's right. We li- lived at Chris Snelling's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Chris Snelling, dude, those Bulldogs ran that house, man. It was it was insane. Yeah, they did. Speaking of swimming, you had to keep the back door shut, remember? Because if yeah, those dogs bulldogs, got out. Bulldogs, bulldogs don't swim too well, we found out. Yeah, and Chris <laughs> had, a, had a pool in the backyard and, and the Bulldogs straight in the pool, man, the minute that door was open. But, um, yeah, he came, he came to us in 2008 and, you know, he kind of bounced around a little bit. I think, you know, they, they put him on the fan in IL, whatever. 
Um, yeah. And then, man, then his career just, if you want to call it resurrected or just took off after that. I rocket to do. Yeah. How, yeah. how does that happen? I mean, you never know. You know how pitching goes. One, I mean, more so for a reliever, but, you know, some, yeah. some years relievers can be on and off. You know, one year you sign a bloke, he has a six, the next year he turns around, he's got a, a one or a two, and you're like, how does that happen, you know? Yeah. But um, I think it's all about confidence, and it could be one or two little things that you change in your delivery or you find something that works for you, and then you get a roll on and you just, you know, yeah. things work out. And then, you know, you build that confidence, and then you go out there pitching with confidence, and that's – once you have confidence on the mound and you trust and believe in, you, in yourself and yeah. your stuff – I think that's that's scary. You know, you can go out there and beat anyone. It's it's uh, funny hearing a AAA story. There's a thousand of these minor league stories you just don't hear about. And some I had some, yeah. some of my favorite times, man. I was on a team with the Red Sox in 2013, AAA team. We had so much fun, good teammates, just a, just a good vibe. I want to dive into this, Matt. Last week we heard all about it. Manny Machado got into it with Fernando Tatis. Matter of fact, Manny Machado was do, was kind of doing the yelling. Fernando Tatis yeah. Jr. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so these two guys got into it, which is, which it happens. Doesn't matter if you're a superstar or you're not or whatever. You're the worst teammate, best teammate. This stuff happens all the time. You just don't, don't catch it on, you know, on camera, yeah. which is amazing. You, you'd think you would in 2021. What were some of the quotes, man? What was said? From what I saw and what I've heard is, you know, people, even these days, you know how we got social media, so much social media. So you got fans hanging over the, the dugout and things get picked up, might not be picked up from the TV network or whatever. Yeah. But uh, these fans, mate, they got these iPhones, they call them. And uh, <laughs> they'll, get, they'll capture a lot of video and words that are said. And uh, and one of the things that someone had picked up and tweeted out there and Machado had supposedly shouted and cursed at Tatis, telling him it's not about you and you go That's play right. baseball. After Tatis struck out looking in the fifth, Tatis re, uh, reacted angrily to the call by the plate umpire Phil Cousy and the manager Tingler was ejected when he came to the dugout to argue. Uh, basically, yeah. you know, Manny Machado was saying, it's not about you, get back in here, get out there and play baseball. They got in each other's faces a little bit. You know, I don't know if I read too much into it, but uh, obviously this is a team that has a lot of hype, a lot of going into yeah. this. They should have. Being a team on paper, this team should be going to the playoffs, undoubtedly, in my in my mind. Yep. But they're 20 games back and they're in a division that's probably, if not the best division in baseball with the Dodgers in San Francisco this year, pretty right up there with the uh, American League East. And, uh, yeah, they're falling on the wayside. And, there's, you know, we're coming to September here where they're slipping, they're struggling, and um, tensions are flaring. So they're probably... Could have been one of those things, mate. So typical, man. And look, and I want to talk to you about this, like with clubhouse dynamics and teammates, good teammates, bad teammates, guys you just avoid and everything else. But it's so common and it's so funny, man. Like you look around and, and everyone's like, well, how do you fix this and, and what's happened and who's in the wrong? It's just the way it goes, dude. Manny Machado has been around forever. Yeah. And I've got to say, you've heard a lot about Manny Machado in the past being a bad teammate, being a douche with, with, with guys he's playing against and everything else. He has cleaned it up. You haven't seen a whole lot come out of him with the Padres the last couple of years. I feel like he's kind of taken on that, that sort of veteran presence. And I honestly thought maybe there would be a bit of douchiness or a bit of, you know, tempers flaring more often with Fernando Tatis. Cause 
Here's Fernando Tatis. They, they, well, they, they did. Fernando's now moved to the outfield. But they're right next to each other in the infield. Fernando's yeah. young. He's flashy. The whole thing. It can be some obnoxious yeah. behavior in the middle of summer when it's hot outside. And he's pimping a home run when you're down by 10 or any of these little unwritten rules that, you know, it doesn't really matter that the kids play and everything else. But at the same time, from a teammate's point of view, yeah. you can be an eye roller. I'm shocked yeah. it hasn't happened more often. I'm sure it has. I'm sure this yeah. stuff with those two, Machado and Fernando Tatis, has happened more often. And I think Manny Machado, dude, hey, you know what? He's in the right. He has every right to be doing that in a dugout. And Fernando Tatis, dude, that's just the way it goes. Like, it, clean it up, man. Don't, don't yeah. be yelling back to the umpire. It's it's not about you. I, I, I love it, man. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone's got their opinion. I think you got to be there in the moment and have the understanding of, you know, it's one of those things, like you said. I mean, you unless you're there in the moment and you have the – who knows what's leading up to it? Who knows if yeah. you saw this happen five or six times and then exactly. all of a sudden he's like, um, I'm tired of this or, I'm, I, you know, I don't know what the situation is there. I don't know if they get along. If, well, I don't, you know, we yeah. don't know the history behind all this. So it, it's hard to say, but just – Based off of what we see and the, the the occurrence that happened, yeah, I mean he's frustrated. He's like, mate, you know, get in, get out there and play. You know, we don't need you mouthing off at the at the umpire. So I mean, he's, he's like I said, he's shown a lot of leadership. I think earlier on he did some stupid stuff, in my opinion. You know, throwing yeah. the bat at Josh Donaldson when he's fielding, you know, in close at third. It's right. stuff that actually could hurt people. Yeah, that, 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 that's kind of the part of it where I'm like, all right. Do this, do that, but yeah, charge the mound all day long. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you start throwing a bat and yeah. intentionally and claiming that you didn't, that's that's a little bit, you know. I, I was that, that's not good. I was kind of shocked when 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 the Padres did sign him. Remember, Manny Machado was a free agent. He's going around all these teams yeah. and everything else. I'm, and then the Padres just went all in, got him for a long term. I'm like, okay, that's that's going to be your not your team captain, but basically your team leader. That's the guy who you want all the young players to. You know, he's so impressionable and everything else. But yeah. he has... And he was questionable. I, I, he yeah. was questionable, remember, with running down the first baseline and, and then exactly. step, on the, step on the guy's foot in the back of his heel. <laughs> yeah. Remember all that stuff? That was a big thing in the yeah. in the news back then. So there's a little controversy over, do we spend big on numbers? And then it doesn't really matter what kind of player we're bringing in. Yeah. Hopefully they did the homework and and um, or they've told him, hey, mate, you come over here, we give you this much money. We're going to need you to clean this up. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, man. And you just never know until – unless you're in the clubhouse. That's why, like, yeah. you know, look, I work on the media side now, and it's so funny when 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 some of these reporters or, or people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's how he is. No, it's not. It's nothing – it's nowhere near how he is in a clubhouse. And, and a lot of times, we it's behind the scenes. I've seen it a bunch. I guarantee you have too. And I want, I want to dive into something because you've actually had success getting to the playoffs, getting to a World Series with a young – non-superstar team but i've seen guys getting in in dudes faces all the time and you mentioned something earlier which is so typical the padres were an amazing team the, the the you know that down there in, in san diego the whole city was behind him and then they just fell off they straight up fell off and so i guarantee you what you saw with manny machado fernando tatis happens way more than and besides some kid with an iphone filming that in the clubhouse i guarantee you there's some big personalities in that clubhouse yeah we've but, seen in the history you've seen some of the stuff in the history with yeah. you know rod dibble you know back in the day like some of those boys you know the managers oh, yeah. kind of, i've seen i've i've seen a few things and you know some bats getting swung and hitting doors and blokes losing their temper and 
you know, things. It's happen. healthy though, man. It's healthy because no, it's, it's it's honest. It's honesty. It really is. When someone, I had yeah. Adrian Beltre getting my face in spring training, and I was yeah. like, uh, oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I was I was dropping f bombs on the mound. He didn't like it, and uh-huh. I was all I was all heated up as well. And I went, I just I basically said to him days later, I said, did you realize that's the most you've ever spoken to me? I was a young player, like 2007 yeah, yeah. I came up, and I looked up to him, barely spoke to him, and then 2008. You know, I dropped yeah. an F-bomb. I was, I was pissed off. I was, I was carrying on like a five-year-old in the dugout. And he just got in my face. And he's a scary dude. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, it took me back. And I was like, oh, hold on. I checked myself. A couple of days later, it's like, you appreciate that stuff. I will <laughs> yeah, say yeah, this. You, know, you can. Yeah. Sure. yeah it's, it, and you've been there before. Getting into spring training, there's all this optimism. Spring training, you basically go to the park and, and everyone's separated. You go to the field, mm-hmm. get your work in, play a game, whatever, and you leave. You, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, this is a good team. This is a great team dynamic. We're doing this fun team building stuff and everything else. You know, awesome. Yeah. And even you read about, oh, hey, there's a great chemistry or so-and-so. Dude, yeah. once, <laughs> once that season starts and old mate in the locker next is at 180, completely different. Yeah, like you said, you know, you're day in, day out. You're not together, you know, until that season really starts. I mean, you guys are in the clubhouse, like you said. You, you know, some blokes are leaving at 12 o'clock. Some blokes are there taking extra – Batting practice, yeah. spring training games. Is Weather's whatever. good. Once the team comes together, come April, you know, we're all jumping on a plane together. You're in the clubhouse together. You get, yeah. the, you know, if people don't realize, seven o'clock games, you're getting at the field at, you know, one thirty, two o'clock these days, you know, like yeah. for a game. So, I mean, by the time you get up, you spend a few hours with the family at home if you're not on the road, and then you're you're at the field. So, you, you're with them kind of 24-7, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, most, I mean, most of the time there's, most of the guys get along really well, but uh, you know, there's going to be a few tempers flare. There's going to be some people that does some things on your team that you don't like or you don't appreciate, or yeah, you know, you see some someone doing things on an individual basis. It's like, hey, we're a team. Let's you know, let's get this get this back together. And you and you've been there too. Where we have some team talks. You got to have those team talks sometimes. You know, we get the team together and everyone sits around and is like, all right. If anyone's got anything to say, air it out now. Like, because we've got a goal here and we got to keep moving forward. You know, we can't be, you know, because you know how it goes in baseball. You Something gets in the clubhouse and becomes an issue. And then you start losing a few games. That can snowball into 10 game yeah. losing streaks. And look, you know, look at the teams that have 10 game losing streaks, then the 12 games. And then you know, at the end of the year, they're, they're just not there. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. you can't afford to do that. I find, you know, four thirty batting practice when you when you're shagging batting practice. If you're especially because you know we're both pitchers, right? You stand out. Yeah. There's four or five of you standing around. You just lost a couple games. One comment about, oh yeah, the manager friggin', what, what was I doing getting getting loose at the, in the fifth inning? This is bullshit. Oh, what about so and so? You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, one comment just spreads, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And those little rock piles out in the outfield. That's when all that cancer starts up. That all that bullshit starts up. And I've been on to trust me, man. I've been on teams where the expectations were through the roof, come out of the gates and just absolutely shit the bed, basically, and done nothing. Yeah. And it starts quick and it spirals out of control. And you've got those guys, especially like I said, man, the the veteran players. One guy's complaining about that could be the dumbest thing. And next thing you know, you are looking through this team through this lens of we suck. I want to be somewhere else. I don't want to be here. On the flip yeah. side, though, and this is where that veteran leadership, you talk about those clubhouse uh, meetings. I've had some clubhouse meetings, dude, where I'll just flat out roll my eyes. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. I, one was hilarious. I don't want to throw this manager under the bus, right? We had this guy. Do you remember Do you remember uh, Jose Guillen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was there was, for a while with uh, Seattle, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was there 2000, 2007. I think he was there 2008, maybe not. But, um, yeah. dude, this guy, you want to talk about a guy who I got along with him, man. I had no problem with him. But, man, he was yeah. honest. He, he'll let you know right away. If you're doing something uh, stupid. That's like, good. Yeah. We had this team meeting, and it was just an eye roller. Like, one of the players got up and spoke, and then our manager yeah. got up and spoke. And he's talking. <laughs> he just gets up in front of his locker. Like, we're all sitting there. He just gets up, turns around, starts, you know, getting his stuff off to jump in the shower. In the middle of the yeah. coach talking, swear to God. And, oh, wow. and the manager's like, Jose, you're good. You guys, no, no, we're done. This, this is this is stupid. We're done. I'm, I'm having a shower. I'm out of here. It was just blatant <laughs> disrespect. I was like, oh. and I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm a young player. Like, it was the most awkward. But I've got to say, yeah. man, the speech was just, it wasn't wasn't clicking. Like, it, no one was taking it seriously. On the flip yeah. side, though, you've got some team, some veteran guys in there who are having those team meetings like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, it's getting me in shape here, talking, hearing this stuff, you know? You know, there's, there's, there's different times. I mean, sometimes it's the manager. Sometimes it's a team. You know, the manager doesn't want to have to step in there. That's and true. sometimes it's the guys yeah. stepping up. And it could be a matter of performance on the field. It, ca- it could be an issue that's, you know, off the field. It could be anything, I suppose, yeah. right? Majority of the time, I remember these meetings, it was based on, on-field performance yeah, and having to, you know, turn things around because at the end of the day, it's about winning. Like if you're going out there and you're winning games every night, so many things get overlooked, as you know, in baseball. Yeah, man. You know, the guy that's hitting a buck 50, all of a sudden you'd think he was hitting 300, you know, <laughs> yeah. because you're winning games. Absolutely. All of a sudden, oh, we've lost 20 games. Uh, hang on. Little Johnny over here is at a buck 50. Well, we got to release him. Exactly. And the pitching coach, and 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 yep. the, and the other bloke, he's got to go. It's because something's got to go. Yeah, you know, right. but winning if you can just manage to win games somehow, it, keep it's everything like, together. Oh, it's no, it's no. a funny game like that, you know. It is, and the other thing, and you mentioned this earlier, you you get on a plane, um, that you've got age differences. Yeah, you, know, you might Luckily have. Luckily, I was on winning teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny dude, we're, on, job. we're on both sides of the spectrum I'm sitting here going you had to deal with this dude that dude and you're like no I never had to deal with that <laughs> oh my god must be nice um, but you've got age different you've got you know 37 year olds in there with 22 year olds you've got cultural difference right. guys who speak in different languages from all over the place it's not not everyone's going to sit around and, and hang out and party every night it's just the way it goes yeah. plus you see everyone every friggin day and you've got to perform yeah every single day it's not like this thing where you play on a sunday and like the week leading up to it it's like a quote-unquote spring training you come in train get ready for the week man it, it's you're yeah. in each other's faces all the friggin time what about coaches man I, i've had some coaches that i've absolutely just gelled with click they've seen some stuff oh, yeah. to me even if it's good information on pitching or if it's shit doesn't matter it's just straight this guy's i need this guy in my corner on the flip side man i've had some terrible experiences yeah. with coaches i'm like how the fuck did you get this job some guys you're like this guy's managing and i'm like ah, i just don't i'm not feeling it you know like <laughs> i just don't like the way he's running it the ship yeah and for the most part i've had some great managers honestly i've been very lucky to have you know great managers and and want to go out there and play and win for them i was very lucky um but there's been one or two where i'm like jesus what, oh, yeah. what what's this about you know but it's um it's hard too, and I think you'll find too with the best managers for me are the ones that aren't on that roller coaster ride. Yeah. Because when they get on the roller coaster and they're leading the ship, 
you're you're on that roller coaster. You know how it goes, mate. The, you got the manager up the front, in the front seat of that roller coaster with his hands up, yeah. <laughs> and then you're in the back. You know, yeah. And then you get you get you get here, and then you get oh no, hang on, we're going downhill now. <laughs> You and, may be um, in the roller coaster, mate. I was still lining up. <laughs> I couldn't get in. Fact, <laughs> Australia's Wonderland, mate. Oh, mate that. You, need get, you need to get the fast pass, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Extra Australia. bucks a day. <laughs> Australia's Wonderland. Remember that? The Bush Beast. Uh, yeah, the Bush Beast, the Rattler. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they shut go, that place down? The Wonderland. That was out my way, out in the western suburbs. Mate, I remember uh, being they, a kid. They shut remember- down. They opened it up. Oh, it was it was the best. Oh, Australia's Wonderland. We used, like- to drive- <laughs> we used to drive out there. Every time there was a red light, we'd be like, green, 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 green. We're so excited. My sisters and I just, just, and yeah. my oldest is like, hey, you have to run in between each roller coaster. I'm like, geez, brother. <laughs> just- <laughs> yeah, the bush beast. And there was yeah. a little one, the beastie. Remember the, the beastie? little guy? Yeah, the yeah. beastie was a little one, yeah. Then they had the- um, yeah, They were straight the- wooden rattlers too, those ones. Oh, that brutal. Yeah, just like- uh- <laughs> oh, they send your tooth whiplash. And your tooth to chatter. <laughs> Get yeah. back in the car with a bit of whiplash. What about then? They had the um the um the space probe or the or remember that the probe or space probe. The thing that just dropped you, boom, straight oh, yeah, down. Yeah, just dropped you from the sky. Yeah, yeah. Nah, remember- you, you can see all over the western suburbs from out there. Penrith, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight in the Blue Mountains. I remember I'd yeah. sit down and and yeah, you know, my mum would be like, "I'm not lining up for that." <laughs> <laughs> Take three hours to get on. No, but I. <laughs> Back to that though, because like Bob Melvin, for example, I mean, you yeah. had respect for him. You you obviously got into it with him, but it's all healthy stuff, right? Because you had that that yeah. that relationship with him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it was, it was frustrations. You just want to be in the game. You want to pitch. You want to be in those moments, and you want to. Yeah, you always want the ball. So it's like, golly, you know, just get me in the game. It's it's more over that competitiveness and the frustration just comes over. Just want the play. It's just yeah. it's not a bad thing, but I get it. You know, you, you gotta. I guess you get to a point too where you, you you can earn some respect from the manager and things like that. Yeah. Or with them, it's uh, it's a fine line sometimes. Uh, you you actually though there was a situation where you didn't pitch one time. You told me this, and you just went into his office and just let him have it, right? And say, hey, look, I want to pitch. He has to respect uh, that, surely. It's not a situation. It's like, hey, screw you. It's not an ego thing. He's like, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it kind of I kind of got into it a little bit with them and. Uh, <laughs> Even the pitching coach and whatnot at the time, I was frustrated at not being in a game in that situation when I, I felt I should have had the ball. But um, I don't know. I think at some point in time, I think they they see it's not just coming from them; it's coming from upstairs too. You know. Yeah. And I think they see maybe a transition with some guys going into certain roles, and then yeah, you know, maybe you're you know going into free agency and stuff, and who knows? I mean, you could read into it. So yeah. It's not all. Not all on the manager, I think. Yeah, it's it's uh, but you bring up a good point. I feel like today's manager, especially not all of them, obviously, there, there's so much more input from upstairs than what there yeah. is in the club. The, the the gut feel has gone out the window. I mean, we saw that Kevin Cash last year with with Blake Snell taking him out, giving up a hit. You know, and, and there, there's things yeah. that you, if you're a fan and you're watching, and there's a bullpen move or something, you're like, what are you doing bringing this guy in? Well, first of all, it's easy in hindsight, man, to to watch someone they come in give up a few runs game gets blown from a bullpen point of view what are you bringing him in for whatever there's so many moving pieces that you don't know about whether it's coming from upstairs like you said it could be something that that you know is top secret from some stuff that they're figuring out months from now in an off season or something like that 
or it, it could, could be, be looking to just play could be getting traded in a week from now. Who exactly. knows? You're making right. a move and whatnot. Who knows? Yeah. You're trying to build up his build up his um credibility there, you know. Yeah. You just don't know that like I said, there's a lot more behind the game, like you said, that that we don't know and we're in the clubhouse. Yeah. And, and you kind of find out part of the business. Yeah, it is. And there's times where you kind of find out later on, like there was there'd be moves that happen and just kind of shock you, like, what are we doing? And sure enough, yeah. you, you sort of ask around, you may get the, the right answer, you may not, but you kind of find out later on, oh, okay, I kind of see where the pieces all come into this. Or where the, I was, the I was looking at that here with the Rays, and they picked up Nelson Cruz, and then they traded away um, Rich Hill. Rich Hill. And I'm like, hang on a second, Rich Hill's you know, being great for him. But then you read into it a little bit more, and the last month and a half, he had about a six. And he was starting to struggle a little yeah. bit. They picked up a couple of pieces from the Mets for him. But then all of a sudden you turn the TV on and you're like, up comes this lefty, McClanahan. And you're like, geez, this bloke throws 100, lefty? I right. didn't know they had him sitting down there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he's, and he's throwing up some unbelievable numbers. And then they got just one after the next, you know, like Shane Baz coming up last night and having his debut and this kid – Tops 100. You know, they just got arm after arm after arm. And yeah, we were talking about this before, like the minor leagues, like the first place I think in every minor league affiliate, they're going to like the playoffs and everyone, like championship games. They got ridiculous records all throughout the organization and the player development, they can afford to, you know, yeah. trade this guy off and pick guys up. I mean, you look at, you look at that trade for um, uh, Chris Archer. I mean, that has been unbelievable for him, you know, and, and some yeah. work out and some don't. But, you know, like we said, we, you just never know what's happening sometimes. But now in the moment, I was like, hang on a sec, what are we doing trading ritual? And now you see, all right, yeah. if you knew a bit more, if you were a fly on the wall in some of those meetings, you could see, okay, yeah. what are we doing here? That's one team, man. Whatever they're doing, it's working, obviously. I mean, they're in the World Series last year. They're obviously, they're winning the AL East, man. I mean, you've got the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and they're well out in front. No one's, I mean, not no one's talking about them, but obviously there's way more attention given to big market teams. I get it, but they're doing something right, man. You see that the trade yeah. deadline, like oh, Rich LC, it's like, hold on yeah. a minute, aren't you either supposed <clears throat> to be all in or all out? Like you see these other teams where you don't give up yeah. anything. And then you mentioned the minor league side of things too. You see that where teams go out, go big, buy buy players, and their minor league team, the the minor league, the farm system just starts to slip. And then you got the Rays, dude, that they're doing something. They got whether it's uh, coaches down there, all on the same page with some of these young players or whatever it is coming up, and they're ready to roll. Even the fact that they're doing the opener thing, which didn't really last, but they were the first team really to do that a couple of years ago. They're doing something. They're doing other stuff, man. Like you said, I'd love to sit in one of those meetings and say, "What are you guys up to?" What's oh, going yeah. on over here? Oh, there's a lot of teams that would, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're trying to replicate it. Well, you've seen Friedman go from the Rays over to the Dodgers with, you know, a huge from the low payroll to a huge payroll, have the same success, you know, yeah. over there. He, he has cut down that payroll a little bit too. Um, obviously, very successful. You know, now they've got the GMs going up to Boston. So there's things that you know, they're moving, moving around, but there's a lot of teams I think that would love to be able to replicate what they do. Yeah, because you, once you start winning, you're not getting the higher picks in the draft anymore either. That's you true. Get. Yeah, you know, you, you don't get that overall first overall pick. Yeah, trades did you, are big. Did, did you have any much to do with Friedman? He was there when you were there, right? Yeah, he was there when I was there. Yeah, he was. It was good. He was. He'd always be around the clubhouse, and uh, yeah, he was exciting to play for. Because that was, you know, 2000, 2008, you guys went to a World Series out of nowhere, right? Just back to 2007 again. You're with the Brewers. 
and you would just dominate and finally get traded to the Rays. Up you go. You're in the big leagues. And that's where I, you know, I stumbled upon, across you in at T-Mobile Park. I remember yeah. you said to me, man, Scott Casimir was pitching that night. And you're like, yeah. um, I said, hey, this kid, he's pretty good, isn't he? You're like, yeah, <clears> man, he's good. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, I said that year, the Rays were not good t- in 2007. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, hey, man, this team, there's a bunch of young studs on this team. We're going to be good next year. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're kidding, yeah. Boom, yeah. sure enough, 2008, you're in the World Series. So Friedman was there for all that. Do you think he had yeah. a big impact on, on everything that kind of came together for 2008? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, between, between those guys in the front office, they knew how to put a team together, that's for sure. And uh, they had a vision for, from what I can see. Um, and, they've, and they've proven that now time and time again. So it's interesting to watch. And um, like I said, it'd be fun to be a part of, no doubt, yeah. you know, just seeing how they go about their business. Dude, Tampa Bay, the Devil Rays, back when they were the Devil Rays. When did they switch? What year did they switch to the Rays? Oh, wait, mate. That was it. That's they right. said you take the devil out of it and you're good. <laughs> Before that, they were just like all these old players who just wanted to get that one last year under the sun. That, yeah. That's where they went. The Devil Rays. They rocked up in the Devil Rays uni. Yeah, they were 10 years, mate, of just, uh, just 10 shit. years of, of just tough times. Yeah, it was not good at all, all of a sudden. But yeah, we definitely, definitely took off. From that point on, um, oh wait, they've just they've been a team that's always been there in the hunt every year, year in, year out. So exciting team to watch again this year. All right, we're switching gears here. We're he- heading over to yeah. the Australian segment. That's grouse. <laughs> that's yes. <laughs> we're, we're calling it that's grouse. Big Cam McCargo. I appreciate that, my mate. And uh, we, maybe we keep it. Who knows? If it catches yep. on and we get enough momentum. First of all, dude, we I have gotten peppered by people when we did the big Aussie icons. We messed up, I think, a couple towns. Like I got messages on social. I got messages even in the um in my inbox on the on the www.thetopstep.com. The, if you send a message there, just getting just we're messing up storylines. We're messing up the history. Everything. We only gave like four or five. I mean, I think you the the dog and the Tucker box. Someone yes. gave me a whole rundown. I'm not even going to bring it up. And then uh, some of the, the, the oh, why didn't you mention this one from WA or what about this one in South Australia? I'm not even going to get into it. It was just, we got yeah. peppered. There is one though that we are going to give an right. honorable, honorable mention, which is a gives, brand new. Gives something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives us something to do. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. After we got off that, I was looking through. There is a bunch all over Australia. And if yeah. you missed the first couple of episodes, make sure you go back and listen because we dive deep into something that's a big deal in Australia. The big Aussie icons. Um, and again, not talking Kylie Minogue. We're talking about giant pineapples yeah. on the side of the freeway. Go go listen to it. Put I'll throw a video up here for uh, YouTube and for social and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, you brought this up. Your mum brought this one up. Yeah. All right. The big bogan. Yeah, that's it. Up what? in Ningen. <laughs> up in Ningen. <laughs> up in Ningen, mate. It's been there since uh, March of 2015. So it's a brand new. I mean, talk about bogans. I'm just gonna have a swig. Bang! Oh, here it is. The bang. The bang. The giant uh, mate, can of bang. What flavor we got? Might have been Diner first. I mean, are you hit, are you getting these from the servo, or are you getting the, are you uh, get a box no, of these? I'm going down to Costco to get these. Costco gotcha. arm and a leg. Star I blast. I sent you a photo, by the way. I pulled up at that 7-Eleven. Did you get that photo I sent you of the bang on the side of the 7-Eleven? No. Nah. Uh, did I send it to you? I took a photo. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. to you. I was having a giggle. My daughter's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, I see that can of stuff on the wall. On the wall. <laughs> she goes, why is that funny? I said, oh, don't worry about it. 
I said, you got to tune in. I said, I said, sweet, actually six. I said, you got to tune in the top step, mate. You'll find out why it's funny. But, exactly. Um, all right. So let's talk about the big bogan. Now, first of all, a bogan, which I get called, I, I do a weekly radio segment and they call it favorite bogan. That's, that's how they introduce me. But a uh, bogan is basically like a, um, not a redneck, but basically like an Aussie. You know, yeah. And you explain what's, what's a bogan? I think I've got this I mean, somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, I suppose, other than just a, yeah, true Aussie buddy, Ocker. What do we call ourselves? <laughs> like a um, yeah. I'm going to pull up an actual description. Yeah, pull up the description so you can get a, a good read on it. I know Australians right now driving, listening to this, going just screaming at the radio at the speaker, saying, yeah. "This is what it means." Um, yeah. I want to make sure we get this. Oh, here we go. Let's have a look. Um, an un. An unsophisticated person regarded as being a low at low social status. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, well, well, basically this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what a bogan is. There you go. High school and, um, you know, yeah. Ari Dickey wouldn't be too impressed with his English literature. Uh, he, he would love it. He would love it. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> unsophisticated, low social status. So that's what a bogan is. So let, let's talk through. Yeah. I love this, man. The, the, the big bogan, brand new 2015, because a lot of these, you know, back in the 80s, I think they all popped yeah, up. Tourist, yeah, tourist traps. Yeah. All right. So first of all, he's got, he's got, yeah, this, this is an absolute given here. He's got the Southern Cross on, on arm um, tattoo. On right? the shoulder. <laughs> on the shoulder. Yeah. On the mark shoulder. <laughs> on the mark shoulder. On the shoulder. Exactly. So the Southern Cross now, just like that right there. Yeah, if you yeah, here we go. Now, Grant's, yeah, next gen baseball. Grant's pulled up a uh, next gen baseball shirt, which which uh, shows shows off the Southern Cross. And then look at this right on the sleeve. Now here's the thing, man. You've got the Southern Cross tattooed on you. I have the Southern Cross too. A lot of bogans, a lot of Aussies, a lot of yobos, a lot of lot of uh, ockers in Australia get the Southern Cross tattooed somewhere. Right. Guess that makes his bogans, mate. To, to show their patriotism. I'm the yeah. same, dude. I've got it. I went to the Olympics. I said, boom, I need to get that Southern Cross. Very proud yep. of being Australian. I yes. love it. My sisters gave me shit. She goes, oh, you got the Southern Cross tattooed on you, whatever. But so yeah. I, I love it. If you look up the big bogan or you, you're watching right here, yeah. he's got the Southern Cross on his on his, on his, on his arm. That, that's yeah. just an absolute staple. Yep. He's, got, he's got the thumbs up in the photo. Thumbs up. <laughs> Typical Aussie thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, with a smoke. With a smoke. <laughs> you got you got the Kodak disposable going on holidays up the coast, and yeah. sure enough, you give the thumbs up, like you're doing something good. You're standing at the barbie, or you 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 you're crushing some prawns, or you're going um, yabbing. Like, <laughs> look at me yabbing. He's going fishing. He's got his fishing rod there with a with a big bloody flatty on it. That's a flathead. <laughs> Bar- Barramundi or a flathead, exactly. Barramundi or a flathead fresh out of the river. Like you said, he's got his cooler, his esky, his esky. There you go. And then his thumbs on. He's got a redback spider tattooed on his leg. Does <laughs> too. Look at that. He's got a redback. What, f- what an absolute. F- I didn't see that. The redback spider. There we go. Yeah, if you, nice. if you actually, most of our listeners are maybe probably from the states here. If you were to close your eyes and envision this statue, <laughs> he looks like Hulk Hogan. It looks he does. very much like Hulk Hogan. Has the beard, the mullet coming down, big stature. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you can picture Bronze Hulk Hogan. Back in the day, and then just throw a singlet, pair of shorts, and flip flops on. That's kind of what we're looking at with the cool. Yeah, he's got, he's got the shorts. The, the, he's got the nut huggers on the shorts. He's got the singlet on. 
He's yeah, got, he's the, got the footy, footy shorts, mate. The typical footy shorts. Footy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Am I saying the footy shorts? Yeah, he, he plays for Ningen first grade, yeah. mate. Footy. Ningen first grade. He's Country a front footy. rower. Yeah. He's a prop. <laughs> getting, in the, getting in the blue, getting in the blue every Sunday, and then just going smashing ten beers. And he's got yeah. he's got the flip flops on. Dude, you're right, man. Hulk Hogan. I remember my dad loved Hulk Hogan. He he was yeah. big in Australia, probably because he looked like a friggin' bogan. That's why he's got the goatee and the the mullet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, but then get, just going, just talking about like that and the footy. I mean, yeah, the footy shorts in Australia. What we're bringing up there is. Yeah, rugby league footy shorts. Like back in the day, a lot of like growing up when we were younger kids, we'd see people walk around with their thongs on, which is the flip flops, and they'd be wearing their team footy shorts. So, you know, they'd have the couple stripes down the side and they were kind of really shorter shorts. They'd throw a singlet on. Like if I could dress it up, you'd, you'd know exactly. What the people in Australia know exactly what I'm talking about. This exactly. makes us laugh. Need we're, to bring that back. You so know, much. we need to do an episode where we're just wearing straight footy shorts, singlet, yeah. show off the Southern Cross tattoo. Look at that. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll do yeah. that. Maybe we'll save that for for a Halloween or something episode. Yeah, Halloween there you outfits. go. Throw a, throw a slab of a slab of VB or you know whatever yeah, you drop is, man. Oh, yeah, in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, speak, now speaking of speaking of footy shorts and and bogans, everything else. Liquor land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle, yeah, the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan Murphy's mate. Dan Murphy's is, is that's the that's the spot, mate. You ever been to a Dan Murphy? You haven't been back to Australia in twenty years. No, I haven't been. I suppose times have changed, eh? No, Dan Murphy's. They, they got everything you need, mate. They got they got all the good stuff. Wine coolers. Mind you, though, a slab of Blast. a slab of a slab of, of uh, grog back in Australia. It's freaking expensive, mate. You look at the sixty yeah. bucks for some of the some of the. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's ridiculous, man. For, for a country that can put like away gold. can put away a few <laughs> drinks. <laughs> for a country that can put away a couple, you know, a couple cans, mate. It's expensive. Yeah. That'll set you back. <laughs> it's a whole pay packet, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's okay. It's funny in Australia. I, mean, I know we're getting off track here a little bit, but you know, I remember just growing up in the days, and we're having our Aussie segment, so I guess it's all right. Yeah, to bring it's fine. Stuff. But you know, you'd have the bloke come around, and be like, a plumber. You know, your your dad's mate, he'd be a plumber. Yep. Like, hey, mate, a dunny's clogged. You know, it keeps clogging. Uh, you know, I'll be there. I'll probably be there a good couple of hours. You know, maybe a slab of VB should cover it. Exactly. <laughs> there was no money involved at all. There was never. <laughs> There's nothing like oh, I'll slip you a hundred or whatever. Nah, just like just grab me a slab of VB, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> and that, that was it. You know, he'd rock up with his van, he'd fix the toilet, the dunny, and he'd rack off with his yeah case of VB. <laughs> exactly. oh, mate, he, was as, he was happy as pig in mud. He was like, I know, it. mate. You go <laughs> home, watch your footy. Couldn't be happier. Keep it off the books. You know, I mean, you, you're gonna drop, <laughs> you're gonna drop the fifty bucks on a slab anyway on a Friday night. You know, yeah. hey, how's this? I used to train, and big shout out to Carl Wallace. Hopefully, he's listening. He was my guy. That, that's who I trained with the first five years of professional baseball. He was a sprinter, so yeah. we did a ton of sprints. Oh, that's training. right. I remember you doing love with him. Yeah, yeah, dude. We we used to rip down him. In, but, that was it down in Narrabeen or up in Newcastle? No, this is in Newcastle. This is King Edward okay. Park, mate. Hill Sprints. Yeah, okay. if you're from Newcastle, you listen. Shout out to King Edward Park, mate. That that'll that'll drop you, mate. Heartbreak Hill. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we used yeah. to put in, but one we used to do a lot of boxing, right? As you yeah, do, yeah. like love the yeah, you love your boxing. Yeah, got going to the boxing. But we had this guy who he was a I can't even say he was a professional fighter. His name was Wayne Thomas in Newcastle. Big, big yeah. dude, mate. I mean, this guy was scary. 
Yeah, Kyle's but- like, hey, hey, listen, we're training with we're, we're training with Tomo today. I was like, right, so we're on the way to go train with Tomo. He's got all the gear, mate. Like we're, we're literally yeah. like, you know, going in, and he, and I'm I'm sort of, you know, a little, strapped. He's got the hands strapped. Everything. everything. Yeah, it, it's not. We're, yeah, we're not here to cook a baked dinner. Put it that way. I mean, it's <laughs> like <laughs> to get into it. Yeah. So I, I'm a little nervous. We're heading over there, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna get my, my head knocked in here. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle pulls up. Cool, pulls up at, at the bottle. Right, yeah. and grabs grabs a, a, a six pack of VV or whatever it was. I'm like, what's this? One? I thought we're going, <laughs> going training. So I didn't, I didn't even ask. Gals yeah. looking older than me. We pull up, and I, I'm telling you, mate, I was about to spew every five minutes. This training was so hard. Like yeah. it was a good oh, rock yeah. solid hour of just ripping in. Like it was yeah. hard boxing. Yeah. And I'm like, we got the headgear on the whole thing, Vaseline yeah. on our cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And right, we get done. And I'm, I'm blow. Oh, mate, he's like, he's like, all right. Like, we literally not to get off track here, but that's what we're doing. He set up this like these 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 witches hats, these cones, right? Oh, and yeah, you couldn't you couldn't move out of the cone. So he's moving around. Oh, he goes, yeah. oh, take a swing if you want. I couldn't hit him. He, he was moving yeah. around, and he's like throwing a few punches at me. I'm I'm shit myself. Yeah. Right? I'm, mind you, I'm like I'm 18, 19 years old. He's like 26. He's just built like an absolute frigging brick shit house. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm like, if I cop one of these, it's gonna anyway. Gonna drop. So down. we're we're putting in a good hour hour and a half solid. We go back to his place. And Joe, yeah. we're sitting around. I'm, 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 I'm cooked, mate. I'm like, I can barely. Toast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm toast. Well, you go, and then anyway, then I just hear this. Here you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a BB. I'm like, righto. <laughs> You're old enough, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but that was his pay. Like basically, that was Kyle paying him, like to yeah, put yeah. us through this, put us through there this you session. Go. <laughs> Great recovery. Call me. <laughs> oh, mate. That's good Never stuff. Good. All right. So we're getting off track here. I do want to do this. I I, I want to do an Aussie movie review. Okay. So yeah, I want yeah. to dive into this. This is a movie. You and I have bonded over this movie. It's an Aussie classic. Now, if you're Australian, right, hopefully you can get a couple laughs and hopefully you've seen it. If you're Australian, you haven't seen this, you're cracking jokes. If you haven't yeah. seen it, you have Not to go watch it. Right away, and and we're going to talk about some of these lines. The movie is Two Hands. I think you can get it on on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I've put it up on there. Yeah, it it's 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 an Aussie movie. It's a classic. It's a classic, mate. And it's I've got to say, it's not just some muck around Aussie movie. It, it's a smart, very well done movie. Now, Brian Brown, yeah. if you remember him. He was on cocktail back in the day. He was a big, he was a big time. He, he had a massive career, Brian Brown, right? Yeah. He, he plays Pando. He's the bad guy. Pando, yeah. Well, uh, the story goes that the guy won, the guy who directed or wrote the movie, whatever, I might be butchering this and, and sorry if I mess this up, but he won a, like a film festival. He won a short film thing and was given a budget to go make a movie. Brian Brown actually, he sent the, the script to Brian Brown, Brian Brown, who, again, has been in massive movies. And he said, I want to be a part of this. I'll be in this and I'll help out. That's how much he's like, yeah, this, this script is, is awesome. Then they brought on two up-and-comers, Rose Byrne, who's now a superstar, Heath Ledger, obviously passed away, but Heath Ledger, the Joker, right? Yeah. Passed, yeah, has, uh, he became a superstar. So yeah. you have an awesome cast, but it's this back-in-the-90s movie 
the quotes are the best, man. We have quoted this, and you and I have quoted this with with you know some Australian, some of our teammates, guys like Peter Moylan, Phil Stockman. The, the quotes yeah. go just echo around Australia. So yeah. basically, just a quick quick film review. Basically, what it is, Heath Ledger. How do you describe Heath Ledger's character? Just yeah, pretty low life, trying to find his way around. You know, just to <laughs> catch on somewhere to to make his make a bit of money you yeah. know he's he's really struggling in life and he basically yeah. just looks to he's looking for that for that next best thing in his life that's going to take him to the next level something like yeah. that i would say you know yeah but he's not going to uni basically he's like he's not going to uni. he's just no, he's on the streets he's not looking he's not working that hard for it I think the opening yeah. scene, the opening scene, he's he's like a bounce in front of a um like a strip club or yeah, something he's down in the red cross isn't he no, King's Cross. King, King's King. Cross. Sorry, oh, in the red, in the red, red light district. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, uh, King's, in King's Cross. Cross. Yeah, he's a bouncer down there. That's right. Yeah, and he's trying to get all these. He's trying to get you know tourists and stuff to come in, into the strip club. Him and um, yeah. I can't believe it. I can't remember his, his mate's name, but basically uh, Brian Brown, who, who's Pando, who's yeah. heard about this guy. You know, he's trained up. <laughs> he, he, he can fly. Yeah. He can handle himself a little bit, and he wants to take him on. Uh, yeah, he's a big wig in town. Yeah, doing all the bad stuff. Yeah, he's he's the boss, man. He's like the un, the underground crime, basically. You know, doing doing a bunch of up to no good. So he brings in it, and and but by, by the way, when you get in with Pando, mate, you're in, basically. <laughs> exactly. One of the lines. You're in with Pando now, mate. Yeah, yeah, great job. Puts his hand out, his mate, yeah, <laughs> in front of you. Right, you've made it. You're in with Pando. Yeah. So P- Pando gives him a pretty big job. Gives him ten grand, if you yeah. remember. He yeah, goes to the grand. beach. That's right. And so he gives him, he gives him a big responsibility right out of the gates. Doesn't yeah. have a car or anything like that. Yeah. But he's got to go drop off 10 grand to, to Sharon or whatever it is. It's <laughs> an old lady's place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, I don't want to give too much away, but basically what happens is he holds onto the money. Sharon doesn't answer the door, holds onto the money, yeah. goes, to, goes to Bondi Beach for a swim, right? Because it's, 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 a, it's a bloody scorcher. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves the money, tries to bury the, the money under his clothes. And these two, two, two kids flog the money. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose. So Brian Brown's like, hey, where's my money? You've tried to rip me off 10 grand. And yeah. then, then it all happens after that. They basically have to rob a bank to go get it back. The whole thing. Great, yeah. great movie. His life's, his life's on the line at this point. And he's doing anything he can to, to get the money to, you know, save himself. Yeah, they're going to, you know, basically off. They're going to do him in. <laughs> they're going to uh they're going to do him in so i'm just looking at some of these quotes but uh you can quote this thing this was my sort of bridge back to australia when i was in the states and you and i would talk and we have quoted this for how when, when did when did we watch this this is back in like 2005 mid, mid 2000 so yeah. yeah so since then it's been what 15 years worth of us quoting this but it hasn't yeah. probably, probably hasn't been a, a phone conversation hasn't gone past with it just a at least a slight quote from from two hands <laughs> yeah exactly it's always it always brings a smile or a good laugh oh it's so good if you ha- yep. like i said if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor if you're american just try and follow along if you listen to this podcast yeah. and you get a couple laughs out of this podcast i'm telling you right now you will love this movie two hands you got anything else or more on two hands before we wrap this up just, just remember he was with his girlfriend you know, at the time you'd met that girl, she had a little bit of an in with, she knew what Pando was about and this and that. Notice, remember, a couple of the lines came from there when they chased her down trying to find him. And he'd be like, oh, $20 should see you home. All right. <laughs> remember, when they, they took right. him, they grabbed, that's, they nabbed him. Yeah. And she was right. with him and she couldn't, you know, she couldn't get home or whatever. So Pando's like, 
Uh, here's $20, should see you home, all right? <laughs> that, was about, that was about the nicest thing he did, the, the whole movie. That's right, let her go and, and give her $20. Yeah, he, that's right. He goes, yeah. yeah, you'll catch a taxi up the road there. And she's yeah. like beside herself. She just saw her yeah. boyfriend get taken into a car about to, you know, about to get done, yeah. done in. And he goes, yeah, $20, should see you home, all right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the flex. Oh, the uh, anyway, there's, there's time. Give, give everyone a chance to maybe go out and watch it. Won't give too much away, and maybe we can uh, recap some of it. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. We're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a chance to watch it. But one, one of the best is like, um, yeah, Craig, you, you got the shotguns, and then then Heath Ledger turns around, and he's like, shotguns. He's like, yeah, shot. He's a good mate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are we driving, Craig? Commodores. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, mate, this is typical. If you're from Australia, if you're from, so from somewhere else in the world. You're going to sit here and think, look at, listen to these two idiots. What are we, what are they talking about? Go the watch best. the movie. Go watch the movie. And, uh, catch on, learn a bit about Australia. Everyone loves Australia. It's a beautiful country. If you haven't been, go. Actually, yeah. don't go right now. It's getting crazy down there. Yeah, but, don't, uh, don't go right now. That, that's a good point. It's, uh, we just saw it's it. actually going to, it's going to change. Great country to go and see. Yeah. All hell broke loose. Like you said, man, first of all, you got two weeks of quarantine. That's going to set you back three yeah. grand. Plane tickets right now cost you fifteen grand to get over there, and yeah. you got a couple couple days back. All hell broke loose in Melbourne. That was insane, dude. That was yeah, crazy. They, someone actually uh, you know, had sent me some stuff and some videos. I was shocked. I was shocked. actually in shock. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I must admit, I I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. But it was one of those. Um, it was it was one of those moments like with the Mel Gibson um, movie Patriot, where yeah, they just right. absolutely just went on a rampage and i mean they were running over the, the police were standing in a line standing in a wall and crazy run right through them it's hard to watch actually it is man i know look in australia back home i know you guys are dealing with a lot right now obviously with the lockdowns with with this if you're if you're down in, in victoria uh everything else but again hopefully this can at least give you a couple laughs or a couple insights with, with baseball but uh Hang in there, guys, and you know we're thinking about you. But I will say this, Grant, we'll finish up. Make sure you subscribe too. Uh, tell your friends about this. We're trying to build a nice little top step community here. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, we enjoy doing this week in, week out. Fun, um, man. We obviously we, we get a little enjoyment out of it ourselves, but uh, <laughs> we, you know we're doing this for we're doing this for some fans out there, people all over Australia, Canada, USA, everywhere. Hope you're enjoying it. And um, we look forward to the next week. All right, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. All right, Grandma. We'll, we'll see you next week. Go watch two hands. Yeah, right, eh, mate. See you, champ. All right. All right. See you, mate. See you, mate. <laughs> I'll see you, mate. <laughs> You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them.